0: Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations.
1: Just finished a new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows. So you can do this. And this. Doesn't hurt a bit either.
0: But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds.
1: And if you don't want to take the long way
0: to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.
4: Join myself, X and Mark Wald at the next West End Way pre-match event this Sunday before the Liverpool game, where our special guest for the live, interactive Q&A will be the hilarious Tony Gow. All the usual benefits apply, and tickets are £30 online or £25 for Patreons. The event starts at half 12 and ends at half 3. As always, this will take place at O'Neill's in Leytonstone. We hope to see you there. X, me old mucker, where do we start? As we talk now, we're fourth in the Premier League, level on points with Man City, who are third. Talking of Man City, we knocked them out of a competition they've been dominating for half a decade to reach the quarterfinals. We're top of our Europa League group, and we've just gone away from home and walked away with a 4-1 win. Am I fucking dreaming this? It feels like it, doesn't it? It's just happy, happy days at the moment. I mean, I don't. I honestly
3: don't think anything could be any better as a West Ham fan because you know we everything is just so exciting. We're going to every game that we play looking to win we're doing well in all the competitions that we're in we've got a manager that's doing amazing we've got a squad to be proud of we've got everything there's no negative publicity which has obviously um been around us for years all it is at the moment is positive 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 and it it is just so good you know like we were lucky enough to be at the game yesterday and everything about it you know the atmosphere the performance the just the day
4: was just spot on, and it's just so fun to be a West Ham fan right now. Oh, it really is, mate. It really is. And let's start with Villa. Um, before we talk about the game, I do want to congratulate them because there was an achievement on their part that got overlooked, I think. And that achievement is that they took themselves to the top of the table in the West Ham way away day, Burgers League. Yeah, that, that is true. And, but you know what? Though someone
3: I was just reading the comments before we came on air, there someone's made a very good point. There might be a slight flaw to this review system, oh. and, I, and I think the, the the flaw is that it's going to be how drunk you are as to how good <laughs> as, to how, as to how good the actual burgers taste. Because I'm sure, whilst I didn't didn't defend my cases as well as I perhaps should have, I'm sure from memory Newcastle was better. But I don't think you'd. you'd You'd had as many uh, many uh, assistments from your captain friend in the in the car up um, as you had uh, uh, yesterday, and so and so. I think I think that is going to be a factor in the judgment because, really, on on, on reflection, I think I should have been stronger and said that Newcastle was better.
4: Yeah, but see, yeah, okay, I was a little bit tipsy. I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> little, you know, I still know a good burger when I see one. I still have a good fight. You know? <laughs> yeah. I still know a good taste of a burger when I when I taste one, sober or Wait, not. I'm, no, but well, I yeah, think I don't think you're being harsh on Villa there. No, no Villa was good. Like you know,
3: I, I definitely above Southampton, hundred percent. But I think the, like you, you know what it's like though. When you come out of a, like, a nightclub or a, or a heavy drinking session or whatever, you walk out and the first thing you fancy is like a ridiculous kebab with like most like spicy sauce on it and a load of all the, the you know, gherkins <laughs> chucked in and, uh, you know, yeah, throw me on some gherkins, yeah, throw some onions in, throw everything and then when you wake up the next morning, <laughs> you, oh my God, did I actually eat that? This this could be a, a problem with the review. Perhaps being the more uh, mature, reliable um, uh, attendee of away games uh, than, than, than yourself, on well, my opinion should count as as well. Uh, we have and yeah. we, uh, we have a and uh, we have a sort of well see it like an average. So if you go nine and I go six, well then uh you should have yeah, gone for fish. seven there, shouldn't I you? Was <yeah>. <laughs> that the, the average is seven point five. Quick, quick maths, maybe. Um, so like that. Anyway, but uh, yeah, it should. Um, yeah, maybe. But look, the, the whole system. It's a new, a new, a new feature that we've devised that will be there for every away game we go to. So I'm sure we'll sharpen it. But we'll we'll go with the fact that that Aston Villa was very very good. You know, I'm not complaining. It was a strong burger. Um, so let's just let's just trust the process. And... Uh, yeah,
4: I, I think you're right. I think moving forward, we should mutually agree a score on these burgers although yeah. I do think that you are discrediting my opinion a little bit because I, I do remember I think what edged it for me was the outer crisp of the burger and the generous amount of onions what um, about the um, overflowing sauce Oh, mate, you know, I was so pissed. I read the comments. I didn't even notice that the sauce was going everywhere. <laughs> Therefore, that's my point, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was more focused on the taste, you see. Okay. So I wasn't bothered about the visuals and what I was losing from the burger. It was, it was the, the party in my mouth at the time. Do, do we um, need
3: to bring in, a, bring in a, like a, a service? Like, as in, like, <laughs> the service provided by the actual server of the burger? Or is that irrelevant? Is it purely just taste?
4: I think I think we're going by taste, to be honest. I don't think we want to overly complicate the process, to be honest. Um, uh, because to be fair to the
3: lady, she was quite funny. You know the lady that yeah. served because yeah. you were in your drunk. What Don't remember you? her, I've got to be honest. Don't no, remember well, at like all. she remembers you because first of all, I can't remember exactly what you said is, but I I you said like when I because I got a quarter pounder and you got a half pounder or whatever it was, and um, and I said, She said, Whose is this? And I said, This one's mine. It was the smaller one, and you went, you went something like no, no, no! That must be the half burger, <laughs> and she went, "No, no, no! That's the quarter burger." And then I said to her, "This man wants a whole, a whole, a whole cow in his burger. Give him the cow like that." She found it hilarious. Not really telling the story as well as I. Would like to make other people laugh. Yeah. it's not a classic, a, mate. No, I'll be I was going to say, but at um, the time, she found it funny, and I, don't I think she quite. It, no, she. I think she quite likes me. Likes a bit of banter, um, and uh, yeah, she was happy to laugh at your drunk state as well.
4: Well, do you know what? I, I think for the sake of this dying on its ass before it's even got off the ground. I think moving forward, we'll find the average, but I okay. still think Villa should be given the benefit right, of the doubt. Okay, we'll give um, the benefit of the doubt, and so so. It, Well, again, to quote David Gold, to that end, um, Villa scoring an impressive 9 out of 10 to beat Newcastle's score of 8 and the shower of shit served up at Southampton. So up the Villa. So let's talk about the game. As you know, for many weeks now I've been calling for Ben Johnson to start over Schafel. <laughs> <was And> <laughs> you'd, you'd be shipped off to League One by now if it wasn't a, if it
3: was for uh, you. Rotting in the reserves in Swindon or somewhere. He's one of our own. <laughs> only if
4: Chafel's not playing. He's not <laughs> it's got to be the campest chant on the terrace I have ever heard in my life. Um, <laughs> only if he's not playing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we are all, the famous idea I'm always up for a bit of camp chanting. I think it, I like think it adds to the, a bit of variety to the to the normal offerings.
4: But do you know what? Thank God he did, though, because after just seven minutes, he scored an absolute blinder, and that kick started what was a fantastic away day for us, wasn't it?
3: Also, hopefully, kicks started um, the understanding that he's not bad
4: going forward. I don't know
3: where this whole argument that Shafal's better going forward has come from because well, yes, I, I do. I, I do. I I don't, be, I don't, I've don't got think...
4: to be brutally honest, mate. I mean, no. you know, in contrary, that goal last night was fantastic, and don't get me wrong, that but was he's brilliant.
3: also scored a good goal already against
4: yeah, Brighton or something. You know but what, he... mate, It's more, it's more, he's crossing compared to Shoufao. I'm more comfortable with Shoufao's crossing. I'm not stage. sure. Like, I agree. This season. Uh, what
3: I would say is as well. What you also have to take into fact, uh, right? Is that Ben Johnson is what 21? Is he? I think, mm. and he played a handful of games. So he is going to get better at a much quicker rate the more games he plays due to experience and confidence. So if you keep him in the team, you're going to see an even remar- remarkable improvement on what is already there Whereas Shafal. And look, I, I really rate Shafal. You know, I've set up this podcast. He's my favourite right back since... I don't know who, Lucas Neal, maybe. Oh, or you something couldn't like fuck that.
4: him off quick enough when he's having
3: his debate the other
4: week. <laughs> was clear to you now, <laughs> poor bastard. At least the, the fact that I entertain the argument gives him a little bit of respect. <laughs> he dumps him on his ass in a heartbeat. No, mate. i oh, favourite oh, right back ever.
3: He, he, uh, so he... Um, he uh, I forgot what I was going to say, that, but he's, uh, he's 29, I think 28, 29. So his performance level... Don't get me wrong; is at a very is at a very high level, but Johnson's is at that level and can get better, you know, because he's still young. And, and And it was the right decision. I'm glad that David Moyes listened to me because <laughs> so you got you've got you have the momentum is there. And like going into the Genk game against Genk on Thursday, you I you think I think you play Chafal, you play Chafal in that game, and and Johnson comes back in for the the Liverpool game. And I just think at the moment it's johnson's place to lose you can't you can't take him out on the way he's performing he's performing so well and what is also um, so nice is that the players, I know they love Shafal as well so it's not like they don't appreciate him but th- you saw their reaction to him when he scored, they all ran over mm. all did the you know the bunga dance with that he was fit, uh, caught doing as a kid, um, as a celebration every player spoke fondly of him um, in interviews and so you saw the interviews, what it meant to him and I'm not this critic discrediting Shavar because I love the fella I think he's very good but I just believe it sends such a bad message if you just drop Johnson like that on the way he's playing at the moment and for me I firmly believe and I'm glad the poem on Patreon um, despite some choice wording from Bucky, myself now <laughs> showed it as well me restored my faith but uh, yeah I, I was really pleased with Johnson great goal and the, and the whole performance from every team Every player again. I've, there's just not. There's not a player that I look at in that starting eleven and think, "Ah, oh, you know what? They're a little bit ropey." I wish we had someone better. And I think throughout mm. my years of supporting West Ham, no matter how good the team's been, there's always been one or two players that you think, "Ah, oh, they really need to be improved." But actually, this current bunch, you know, yes, you can say long term, you've got to replace some of the older players, and there's a few question marks over one or two. But it's not. It's not like it was in the past. Now you can see the starting 11 and what that starting 11 should be and one last thing sorry about sort of keeping it aside when you look back at great sides that have dominated football in England you know you look at Manchester United's team in the 90s, Arsenal's, at the start of the you know 2000s, Chelsea's kind of in the middle of it and so on that you've always been able to almost uh, uh, pick their team you know, you look back to Arsenal, it was pretty much, um, that then the Invincibles, it was pretty much layman in goal, Lauren right back, um, Toure and Campbell, centre-back, Ashley Cole left back, Perez, Lundberg, Vieira, and uh, what's his name, Edu, and then Bergkamp and Omri. And th- that's what's happening with West Ham. You can pretty much predict and and say what the strongest eleven should be. And I think because we can do that, same if when Leicester won the league,
4: you know, we that's why we're doing so well. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And I think you're absolutely spot on when you look at that team and you just can't see where you can improve on it. And I don't know the last time we was ever able to say that as West Ham fans. I mean, no. that's such a really, really good point. And it's funny, you know, because after the game, David Moyes said that whilst he was thrilled with the result, he thinks our performance could have been better. And actually, I agree with him. I know what he means. And I don't think we were at our best yesterday. So what kind of place are we in at the moment where we can go away from home, not be at our best and walk away with a 4-1 win? We're in a successful team place. And
3: that's the key thing that a team like us in the past would have played not our best and lost, but because we are so on our game at the moment, we are playing so well, the players can turn it on and um, and get the results. I mean, I think yesterday during the game, you turned to me and you said you don't think Antonio's done anything. Yeah, Do which...
4: d- d- you know what? You're right, actually. And I'm pleased you brought that up because... OK, yeah, slightly um, under the influence whilst watching the game, granted, but... Well, the you didn't know who'd scored any of the goals. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that indicator as well. But um, but do you know what? I have watched the game back and his involvement was massive at times, Antonio. Some of the hold-up play and the link-up play and his distribution and bringing other players into the game was fantastic. Absolutely
3: fantastic. Well, that's it, and you have to look. What my point was going to be is that you know, whilst he didn't probably have his most uh, like obviously good game, he's still massively involved in the last goal. You know, for Lanz- uh, for Bowen, when Lanzini crossed, it was it was Antonio's header and build-up player brought that. No, it was Antonio's ball over to Lanzini, wasn't it? And then for Bowen, was it when the when the player got sent off? That was Antonio's header. Yeah. yeah. So you know he's he's contributed twice to matter to, to go well big incidents in the game and that's without playing that well and I think that's just an indication of what what is so cool at the moment you know Lanzini came on thought Lanzini played really well yeah. um, you know Noble came in against uh, Man City I thought he was really good in that game you know every time a player comes in they seem to be able to perform to the levels of before I mean you look at the centre-back partnerships the Premier League centre-back partnership is Zuma and um, Ogbonna which is amazingly solid and I love it but then the Europa League and Cup partnership of Dawson and Europe is almost equally as solid so Mm. it's so good to have those like options that we that we have at the moment and I think the only slight problem where we don't have an option There's two positions is left back because Cresswell seems to have to keep playing every game. I know we've got Maseraku, but I think that I think the conclusion has been made now that he's more of an attacking player than defensive player Mm. and um, striker where, you know, we all either have to play Bowen or um, Antonio. I know they tried Flasic um, uh, and uh, they've tried Yarmolenko there at times, but neither seems to have the impact Bowen or um, or uh, Antonio. So I think it's those two positions in terms of squad rotations. But if you could add, you know, like I said, a, le- a left back and another striker that's going to challenge for those positions, then the squad is got to be the strongest it's ever been.
4: Mm, mm. Deck was outstanding as per. I mean, he yeah. scored the second goal and what a goal it was. He's now scored more goals this season than any other season at the club. So by adding goals to his game now, is this the season that sees him become that complete package, do you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is what I, at the same point I was going to say, Well, what I said about Johnson, the guy's 22. It's, it's really forgotten because he's played so many games. And for so many years... But in terms of his age as a footballer, 22 is still a young player. You know, there's players that went on to be, you know, great players for England and so on. They hadn't even played for England at that point, by or even much for their club at that point. You know, he he's going to get better and better. By the age of 27, 28, he's just going to be absolutely phenomenal. And I just think to myself that we've got... Got to be one of the most valuable players in the world on our books in terms of potential, and mm. that sounds ridiculous because, of course, there's going to be others that are a lot more because certain positions that are naturally more valuable. Like I know, like Mbappe, I think I'm not sure his contract situation is, but if he was on a, a contract uh, and there was no, it wasn't running out, etc., etc., he might be worth more. And obviously, there's a few others across the, the leagues, particularly probably forwards and stuff because they like hard. and stuff, they tend to be worth more, but actually you know he's got got to be up there he's got to be up there in terms of Mm. one of the most valuable players in the world now because of his age and because of his progression and his leadership you know it's not just his ability as a footballer it's his ability as a leader look how he brings the players I don't know if you saw the video of him um, that he posted on Instagram yesterday with Zuma and Antonio Mm, Yeah, Uh, like it's that sort of thing you know Zuma I know Zuma's like a really popular fella himself anyway so he doesn't need something like Declan to bring him in type thing but it's that I used to one minute you see Declan with you know him then you might see him with Fredericks then you might see him with Fonales then you might see him with you know Sucek or whoever and he just seems to get get on so well with everyone and that's exactly what you want as a captain and then you can respect him not just because of that but because he's then goes on the pitch and every game is an eight or a nine out of ten or a ten out of ten and, and what I hope doesn't happen at the end of the season, which is what happened last season, is that people overshadow how consistent he is. Uh, and they'll go and they'll pick a hammer of the year, and it'll be someone that's had a few like amazing games and been, and been exceptional, but possibly not as consistent. I hope people remember that he's doing this every single week, every every week, getting eight, nine, ten out of ten.
4: Yeah. And do you know what? It's only potentially ridiculous when you talk about Declan as one of the most valuable players in the world, because he plays for West Ham. If you pick the same Declan Rice and put him into PSG or Real Madrid or Barcelona or whoever it might be, Bayern Munich, it'd probably be 150 million, 180 million price tag, because he's that good. You know, Mm. and I I just think we're so lucky to have him and I I do try my best to enjoy him whilst we've got him, but it's always tainted with that uh, inevitability that he's going to go. And, and I just, I don't know if he just has another good season doing what he does week in, week out, which we all know he will. Who Who isn't going to pay a hundred million for him?
3: I know the thing is though, like realistically, I mean, I know Decker would be tempted by offers, but Chelsea at the moment, are they going to pay that much money for him? I don't know, but he's there probably the club that would most tempt him. I would imagine Manchester City, possibly, Manchester United, possibly, but at the moment we're in as good a shape, certainly as Manchester United, if not better, Mm. and on par with Chelsea and Man City as the league table reflects and the fact that we knocked Man City out of the Cup on Wednesday. You know, at the moment, if we can continue the way we're playing for the rest of the season, yes, we're not probably not going to win the league, but we're going to have a very, very successful season, very successful. Mm. And so... I don't know. Well, let's just see where we are at the end of the year. If we can keep this up, you're just going to go to Dec and say, "Look, look what you can achieve here. Look what is here. Go to Chelsea if you want. See what they're going to offer you for your, for a contract, and we'll and we'll we'll match it. or better it, and mm. then you've got no reason to leave. And see what happens. I but- think
4: you've got you've got to do that, yeah. And you know we're in a good position, a position I didn't think we would be in in the sense that we are going in the right direction now and we are making the right noises. So, so actually, Dick, you don't have to leave West End to win trophies now.
3: No, and yeah. also not just not just in terms of performances off the pitch, but if we get this um, Czech investor or any investor that's going to come in with the wealth that he's got and buy you know, a percentage of the club, then financially the club is going to be in a better position than it was as well.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and, and a big chunk of that has to go on next wages.
3: Well, exactly. And the stadium's being increased. You know, stadium's being increased to 62500 So you've got one of the biggest stadiums in the Premier League. You know, things are going in the right way. And I think if we can maintain this for this season, and you've got to think as well, he's got so many mates at the club, you know, like every player he gets on with. Um, so... I don't know. Let's see where we are in a year's time. If you said this to me in the summer, would could be there in a year's time? I'd be like, no way. It'll go somewhere, definitely. But with the way we're playing at the moment, who knows? Let's just see what happens at the end of the season. Enjoy it while it's there and then see where we are then.
4: Yeah. Before the third goal, there were two incidents. Both were reviewed as potential red card offences. One red was given for the foul on Jared, But... There wasn't a red card given for the fucking decapitation of nows Do you think it should have been? <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: looking back at it, definitely, I think it should have been a double red card. But I don't know. Again, I don't really know where the red, where the rules, w- work here. Would it have been a red card and another red card, or would the first red card have therefore stopped? You know, would that have been the foul, which then would have stopped it being a professional foul, because it wouldn't have got to be a professional foul, because you would have pulled it up the stage before. I don't entirely know the rule on that, but certainly I would have said the first one was a red card, definitely. If anything, that was more clear
4: than the second one. Yeah, but once again, you could spend all this money on VAR, but it still relies on some numbing at Stockley Park to make the right decision, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the challenge was was terrible. I mean, I kind of know what he was doing. He knew it was a fifty fifty, and he knew he was going to get hurt if he didn't position his body in a certain way. So he positioned his body in a certain way to stop himself getting hurt and to hurt the opponent. But regardless of what the intentions were, it's a clear, it's a clear red in my eyes. And then I, I the game, I, I said to you, I thought, it, you know, I could. Kind of, I couldn't see that as because it was like you know in the full running of play. But I said to you the Boeing one at the time. I was like, that's a red, mate. I can't believe that's a yellow. You know, that's a red. Mm. And I did say it at the game, but then when you look back, it wouldn't have got to that point if he'd actually given a red card to the first person.
4: Mm. Mm, yeah, it's true. Well, now's was involved in another clash, if you remember, this time yeah. with Nakamba, who after the challenge morphed into a fucking Chinook salmon. <laughs> Did you see that, flacking around like <laughs> a man? I only um, saw it
3: because I saw people taking the mickey out oh, of it. On, uh, man, social rightfully media. so
4: as well. I yeah. thought it was fitting at one point. I was, <laughs> was concerned for him. Yeah. Fucking joke, but joke. Um, but the third goal was a result of another devastating attack and it was great to see Pablo score. I thought he deserved that. I thought he was brilliant as well. But for me, the fourth goal just epitomises everything about West Ham these days. You know, the tenacity, the desire, the selflessness, togetherness, spirit, camaraderie. It was beautiful, wasn't it? Well,
3: I think you're spot on. I think that fourth goal is the definition of what West Ham is at the moment because Lanzini could have easily scored that, but he squared it to Bowen because it was a slightly easier um, position to score from than what Lanzini was. And I think that unselfishness is just and that team spirit and the fact they all ran over together just sums up what we have, which is so special at the moment. And Danny Gabadon tweeted something earlier, I I saw, um, and he's spot on. You can't, and this is what I say about not changing a winning team and stuff, you can have the best players in the world, but if you don't have the chemistry and the motivation and the team spirit and the playing for each other, you don't have a successful team, and I think what Moyes has done so well is that he's got the right backroom staff in terms of mentality, experience and skill, and he's done the same with the the first team, and you talked about another incident there, but another incident which I thought really summed up again, that team spirit, was that for now's challenge, where that um, the fellow was rolling around on the floor because the minute, it, I think it was McGinn or whatever his name is, came steaming in three or four West Ham players came steaming in and pushed him right over mm-hmm. to protect Fonels and I think that is another great thing, you know, when you look at successful teams of West Ham in the past, you know, when Trevor Brookin he used to take a, a kicking and stuff, Bonzo would always steam in and look out for him and stuff and on the at the at the West Ham way pre-match event with Julian Dix, they were talking about the Marco Boogers tackle and how Julian came steaming in then and Julian said something like when you play, when you put on that shirt it doesn't matter what you think of that man that, uh, on your team that's just done that foul or in that fight he's your mate he's your colleague and you defend him and I mm. think we've got that spot on at the moment with West Ham the, the, the best thing about what we have is yes we've got individually good players but we have such a good team spirit and that is why it will take us beyond Teams like Manchester United, where they may technically one to one if you compare players, have better players than us. But when you've got the likes of, you know, Ronaldo and Pogba, and players like that, causing um, you know issues in the changing room and arrogance and so on, it takes them to beneath the talent of a West Ham player that's got the spirit, the desire, and the and
4: the heart to play
3: for the club.
4: It does, and that spirit goes beyond the first team as well. It's the squad. That's something that Moyes has done so well as well. You know, we've we've all panicked as West Ham fans. We must sign this person. We must sign that. We need at least seven or eight signings. When actually, the whole time, the West Ham community has been stressing. Moyes has just been there with a nice bourbon, you know, by the fireplace with a Cuban (laughs) cigar, uh, with his feet up. Just saying, I've, I've got this, you know, I win. That's what I do, I win. And that's exactly what he's done. He's, he's he's won in all aspects of management at West Ham. And he's focused on some of the players that we thought might have been dead and buried. And he's completely revitalised their careers. He's taken an active interest in the academy players. And we've got some great kids coming through now. And obviously one of which now is, is very much well established in Ben Johnson. That's very exciting. Um, deck just goes from absolute strength to strength his recruitment has been brilliant as we've said many a time before not just in terms of quality and work rate but character which is massive but now he's created a squad that it just plays in harmony on and off the pitch and you know that if we lose players now and players come in they're gonna give that 100% for their manager so it's just the unison at West Ham He's just fantastic at the moment, and and not to mention the backroom staff as well. He, just in in every aspect, Moyes has, has worked a miracle at West Ham. There's well, no two ways about it. You know who he recruit as well. Also have to he'll recruit just
3: as much on the personality as they as he will yeah. the, the ability. You know, and it's what Dave Hunt the old recruitment. Um, manager at uh, the under, uh, the Academy said and you know credit to him <coughs> he's the reason and Rice and, and um, Johnson are with us because he he brought them to the club. Um, he says he said in the interviews you've done with him you, you, you can't sign a player purely on talent. You have to research their background, their personality etc etc and you know already we can write a story for both um, Rice and Johnson in terms of what they've done as characters to be the people they Oh, you know, Rice was released by his boyhood club at fourteen. Told he wasn't good enough, went away, worked on his game every single day. Um, Likable lad, kept himself very grounded. And look where he is now. Ben Johnson's had a you know a great family around him. I think he's had quite a you know religions played a bit of an influence in his life. Very grounded, focusing on his football. Same as Connor Coventry. You know, these players have got the right mentality to make it in the game. And and I think that. That's just really, like you said, so so important. And you know that Moyes has turned down signing certain players because of their personality um, over players who have who have better. And I think he's got it spot on. I really, really do. You know, and you have to just relate it to to your real to real life you know if you if you work in a job where all the people around you you get on with really well you think that all of them does a good job they all pull their weight you all you don't have any resentment So any of your colleagues you all value their contributions get on well at work and, and outside of work you are going to be more productive than if you go to work and you got you know james sitting next to you uh, who thinks he's the the bollocks that spread spreadsheets and won't share his spreadsheets because they're his spreadsheets and he's gonna be the main man because he's done the work so he's doing that and you got Keith in accounts who you know who doesn't like to to work the figures out properly because he wants them all to be about himself and he tells everyone then you've got the guy in the corner doesn't say a word to anyone and everyone if, if thinks it's a bit weird, you know, you're not gonna enjoy going to work. But so it's the same thing. It's the did same they, thing. Did they used
4: to call you weird to your face as well.
3: As well? Sometimes but well, Thing is, like, I've got over that now, you know. But but I can speak (laughs) from first-hand experience. When I was that weirdo in the corner, I didn't enjoy being there. But, but when I've worked <laughs> in industries where people accepted my weirdness and, and, and valued me for who yeah. I am, <laughs> then, then I was more productive. And, yeah. and you know, and I, and I genuinely believe that psychological, psychological, and motivational and mental aspects of anything are more important than the actual physical traits. Of course, you've got to be able to do the job. You can't just pick eleven random men that get on and make them win the Premier League. But you can pick eleven not as strong players um as but there are uh, mentally much stronger and then you can achieve stuff. Um, yeah. And I, I really believe it. And I think soon, and it's going that way with modern football um, and certain clubs do employ like, you know, psychologists and motivational experts and so on. But I honestly believe that's, that's going to be the next step where football will go um, with mm-hmm. these things. Look at Ravel yeah. Morrison. If yeah. Ravel- and had had the right support network around him um, and the right, you know, the right teammates and so on. He could have been a, a superstar, but he didn't. And unfortunately for him, he hasn't had that achievement in his career.
4: Yeah, it's funny, you know, because we talk about the fear of losing Declan Rice. You know, I think in an age where all of these big clubs get asked the question, well, if you do sack that manager, who's out there? I think we need to worry about Davy Moyes as much as De- well, Declan Rice because the I, job that fucking Moyes has done, everyone in world football is going to see that and know that. Oh um, yeah, you know, you know fucking hell we, we want to be looking after him first and foremost the only we? thing
3: I would say with that and I do totally agree with what you're saying because I thought that this morning dare I say it when I saw that Tottenham had sat their manager which is disappointing I thought to myself oh please don't come for Moyes but I then reassured myself with the confidence that there's no way Moyes would walk out on West Ham for Tottenham um, and I think he believes so much in what he's doing at West Ham and he lo- like he loves the club and He loves the staff he's got there and the fans and everything that I think – Having had the experience at Manchester United like he did, I think we—I would say—we could be fairly confident that he wouldn't be tempted. That he wants to see through what he's achieving at West Ham. Because let's be honest, if he gets West Ham, if he wins the Europa League, say the League Cup with West Ham, and gets us into the Champions League, that's as bigger achievement as going to—I don't know—Tottenham or whatever—and getting them into the Champions League. It's a much bigger
4: achievement. So he's better off staying at West Ham anyway. Mm. And to be fair to him, when you look at the clubs he's left, it's actually only been Everton, hasn't it? I think yeah. he was sacked at every other club. Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think yeah, no, I think you're right. I think when he's when he's onto a good thing, and he's valued at a club, he does tend to stay there. If you look at the the history books, yeah. um, But no, it's just just a fantastic gaffer, and what a fantastic result of Villa Park. And on that note, let's hear what Villa manager Dean Smith had to say after the game. Dean,
1: where to start really this afternoon? I, I guess the red card.
4: Yeah, but it wasn't a red card. I mean, I've been to see the referee and he explained his, his decision-making to me. Um, he didn't think it was a, a red card on the pitch. And he was told to go over and look at the screen. And he saw a still of it. And then he saw um, it in full time. And he thought the ball was going towards the goal. Which may me, because I've just seen it. It does go towards goal. And actually, Young is round on cover, if he, if he does get on it, it's a foul. We all know that. Oh, come on, Dino. As it stands, you do the best burgers in the country. You can't have it all, son. <laughs> <laughs> X, this is a big statement, but I don't think I've ever seen a better West Ham side in my life. I mean, I'm 38 next month. What are you, 53, 54? <laughs> uh, have you seen better? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I'm a bit
3: too old to remember, but like, my <laughs> mind's going a little bit better. But I am. I, um, I don't think so. The only team in my t- lifetime that comes, there's two that come, maybe slightly close, is the not to the team where he finished fifth, you know, where we had yeah. Diadio and all, and all the young players coming through, or the team that got to the FA Cup final. But actually, when I compare the three, I actually think the team we have now would win. And again, I'm going to go mm. on the fact which I keep emphasising: the team spirit. I just think that team has got got that more so than those other ones. Tell Pardue's one, you could argue, also had it, you know, they had a great team spirit there as well. Um, but it soon fell apart quite quickly. Um, partly because I think the manager got above himself as well as the players. But I think everyone at this team is so grounded. That's what I love about the team. When you look at the players, you look at them and you think they're great players, but they're also good blokes. Yeah. You know, there's not there's not one West Ham player I couldn't imagine going out for a drink with and getting on with. You know, yeah. I think that's I think that's really nice to actually look at your team and think, you no, know, oh, yeah, they good. I like that person. Yeah, they're good blokes because they're representing your club really, really well, bo- both on the pitch and off the pitch. And I, and I love that. And I and I think you're right. I think it is the best team we've had. I mean, even if you look at it in terms of you know the actual facts. You know, we've beaten Man United, Man City in the cup. We're top of the Europa League um, that we're in. We're, th- we're joint fourth in the Premier League. You know, if if Noble had scored that penalty. Um, let's say we, we would be third in the Premier League now um, mm. and I just think yeah I think it is mate
4: yeah I mean the feel good factor is just off the Richter scale at the moment it? and I'll tell you what mate West Ham are proper these days and there won't be a single team in this division that fancies playing West Ham you know even right. Liverpool right they're going to have to be at their best to get a result on Sunday I mean that and listen I don't want to get carried away I'm certainly not saying we're going to win the league this year but I've said it before and I'll say it again the last time I watched a team this exciting, this tenacious, this much hunger outside of the so-called top four was when Leicester won the league. And I can genuinely see similarities between us and them that season. Yeah, you know? I agree. I agree. I think
3: this is, um, this is what, um, what what's what I'm alluding to. I think that Leicester had their set 11, but they rarely changed. That all seemed to get on with each other. And I think, I think that's what we have. And, you know, you could actually look at our team compared to that team that of Leicester's that won the league, and you could put a statement together. You could say that arguably we're as good, you know, yeah. Leicester's standout players those years that year those years or whatever. That year was Kante. Well, if there's three of them, wasn't there? Four, four, let's go, four Kante. So you got Kante for Declan Rice. You could say that. You know they're on par with each other. Mahrez um, was uh, was on fire for them, wasn't he? So you could argue mm. Ben Rama maybe who's been as, as good. Vardy, Antonio, you know, and then they had what maybe Schmeichel in goal, and they had, a sol- they had a solid back four, and we've got a solid back four and a solid keeper. So it's not it's not that far off. It no. really isn't.
4: No, it's not. It's not. We're also in a, a cup quarter final against our good friends Tottenham. By the way, whose demise is giving me a tingle in my winky. I'm not going to lie. Um, we got there after a glorious win against Man City. Oh, mate, what, I, what a I, night that <coughs> was, wasn't it? <coughs> oh, I had, drink, right, in my, I had <laughs> drink
3: in my mouth when he said that. Then he killed me then, mate. I can't breathe out of my nose because I'm so bugged up and I'm choking on my drink then.
4: I didn't even hear what you
3: me because I was laughing. What did you say? Oh, my
4: God. Fucking done (laughs) me now. Basically, I was saying that we've got to this cup quarterfinal... After a glorious win against Man City, I mean, what a night that was, mate, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was brilliant. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't there. I was uh,
3: tucked up in bed on holiday, uh, but I watched it, um, and uh, the, it was just amazing. You know, the the the, the first time I've been out of bed pretty much in two days is when that fight when we won the penalty shootout, jumping around the living room, and it was just it was just again, we were just so strong. You know, and Man City comparatively put out a stronger side than we did, you know, and the fact yeah. that our sort of B team as such, if you were, could match them like they did. And then, you know, again, we're through to the next round against Tottenham. Sadly for me or for us, for fans, Tottenham now have sacked their manager, so mm. we don't know for certain what state they're going to be in come that game. But as it is for now, I fancy our chances again. And, it, and it'll be just so nice, you know, if we're going to win a cup, you want to knock out Tottenham along the way just for the, just for the memories of the banter and, and we'll be there for that game. And it'll be special. You know, we've, we've played Tottenham in, a, in the cup league cup at their place before, you know, in my eager school the winner. Um, so let's just hope it's a repeat of that again, because that was another special occasion.
4: Oh yeah, it was. And, and it was a special occasion against Man City. You know, I said in the, in the early part of the show that they've dominated that competition for the best part of a decade, you know? Um, and it was just an incredible night. And do you know what? This season, for me, nights like that belong to Mark Noble. It's yeah. his last season. He's making the last of his memories at West Ham now. And how special would it be to see him lift a trophy before we say goodbye?
3: Do you know, there's a part of me, and I kind of do this. minutes it's anything that I don't... Want to happen? A part of me, almost is refusing to believe that it's going to happen, mm. and that he'll and that he'll get a, he'll stay for one more year. Like he'll be persuaded or something. Um, I don't know. That's not itk or anything. That's just like you know, my way of dealing with things, but I really don't think he needs to retire this year. I know kind of why he would want to, because he wants to go out where he's still performing at a, you know, a good level for us and um, still useful. He doesn't want to be sort of hanging around where he's like dreadful every game, but I genuinely don't think he would be. Like you saw against Man City, if he's used correctly, you know, using the correct game used, you know, for the last 10, 15 minutes, I still think he's got a part to play in this squad, and I don't want him to go at the end of the year. I don't think he needs to, and I'm, I'm going to start up a campaign eventually um, towards the end of the season <laughs> on social media for him to get a new one-year deal, and like whether it's up to him obviously, whether he wants that or not. But I don't think he needs to go yet. But I agree with you. It, you know, he played for me. He played really, really well against Man City. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. well. And, you know, you're talking against the Bruyne and the. German midfielder, I forgot his name, Gun- Gun- oh, Gun- 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 Gundag, yeah, yeah, something Gardner. like that, oh, like yeah, cardigan, well, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I no, hit him and, and a load of their decent midfielders, and he, and he came out on top, you know. And, and then I was so pleased that he scored the penalty, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, he really needed that, it was like a Stuart Pierce moment, wasn't yes, it, it? it was actually, stuff, yeah, it was quite iconic, and I'm glad he had that. And you know, shout out to Dawson, who when he stepped oh. up, I was like, oh my goodness, why is the centre-back yeah. taking it? He's probably. Probably the best penalty and then I remembered he'd actually taken penalties earlier on in his career and stuff and uh, was probably a bit harsh to write him off but great penalties one thing I haven't said yet um, about the game against Villa and about a, a player and I feel like I need to say it um, so I'm going to say it now is the consistency of Aaron Cresswell as well because Phenomenal. <clears throat> he's been brilliant both as a player but as, from set plays and also he's had to play pretty much every game and he's in his mm. 30s you know feel he, he deserves a shout as well but he yeah does. the, the Man, Man City game was, was superb and again another moment in that stadium that's going to help help it to feel more like home because it's another really positive memory that we've got from that place and um, yeah it's just this season has just been just been superb so far as was last and this one is arguably even better and is so good that we've timed it like by by fate um, but timed it so that it's the season where we're trying to dedicate a lot to the patron, but also we're going to lots of the games as well and mm-hmm. so and, we, and we've got the events back and we've got being able to attend things back and it's just everything is just so positive at the moment, and there's nothing that I can really think of. Now, if I could change, you know, people say the training ground and the scouting network and so on. But I believe that that's happening. So it's not like they're not happening. That you know, even dare I say it, and I'm going to probably regret saying this, uh, touching wood. Believe me, with both hands. But
4: even the injury situation, you know, I know. Have, I know we don't yeah. seem to have many injuries anymore. <laughs> Do you know what? But, that's so true, isn't it? I mean, you, you always used to start. Your uh, X section yeah. when I think, an injury roundup, and, yeah, exactly. and that would at times be the majority of what you'd be talking about because there's yeah. be so many injuries to discuss. But exactly. it's yeah, but it's, you're, you're right there. You know, we've been pretty good on them recently, haven't we?
3: Well, I think them like you know Antonio, for example. They're managing his injuries now. They're managing his game time. They're managing his treatment on and uh, after the matches, before the games in the in the week and so on. And I think they just seem a lot more professional with everything. I just think. David Moyes has, has brought just such an element of professionalism to everything that's going on now at that club. And um, we, it feels like we're beginning to sort of, set the example of how things should be done which I never thought I would say about West Ham ever mm-hmm. um, on, it, on anything you know maybe the academy possibly but even then that had dried up a bit but again the academy sides you know look at them they're performing brilliantly you know the yeah. under, tw- under 23s the under 18s are doing well <laughs> even the ladies the women's team which obviously is not re- is not connected to David Moyes but it's maybe having a knock-on effect of the positivity around the club the women's team compared to their Budget, um of their rivals around them are doing well as well so you know every sort of element of the club on the pitch and off the pitch at the
4: moment is where where you would want it to be good times never seem so good eh? yeah exactly so good so good <laughs> <laughs> right it's that time again To listen to the rest of this podcast, you need to be a patron of the West End Way. Becoming a patron couldn't be easier. Just visit www.patreon.com. That's dot com forward slash thewestandway and confirm your subscription to get full access to the West End Way podcast, our second weekly show called the West End Way podcast, Extra Time, classic clips of audio and video interviews, exclusive news from X, match day team news before anyone else, an exclusive forum, live Q&As with myself and X, monthly prize draws, discounts on events and merchandise and behind the scenes content, all of which for just £5 a month.
0: When you love riding a motorcycle, you want to ride it everywhere, even getting a dental checkup.
4: Mr. Carter, wouldn't you prefer the chair?
2: I'm fine on my bike, Doc. Well, let me know if you feel any discomfort.
0: And when you love saving money, you want to save even more. That's why GEICO makes it easy to bundle your motorcycle and car insurance.
2: All done, Mr. Carter. Remember to brush, floss, and lubricate your drive chain regularly.
0: Kickstart your savings with GEICO Motorcycle. Bundle and save on the things you love.
2: It's Macy's Labor Day sale, so gear up as summer cools down with 30% off timeless looks from Levi's and specials like 30 to 50% off statement-making shoes for her and 60% off luggage from Samsonite & More. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and get an extra 20% off more great deals. Plus, Star Rewards members can earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Going on now. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.